Hey guys, and welcome back to Fake It Till You Make It. I'm your host, Cicely Boone. So today's episode is a little bit different than my previous ones. First of all, I was totally inspired by the new Netflix series, Emily in Paris. So if you've seen it and loved it, let me know because I'm actually obsessed. It's such a good show. Lily Collins is the absolute best person ever. She is beautiful and I feel like this role was perfect for her. So if you've never heard of it or you haven't seen it, basically Emily in Paris is about a girl who works at a marketing firm in Chicago marketing pharmaceuticals. The company she works for ends up acquiring a luxury marketing boutique in Paris and Emily ends up getting sent to work there to do social media, but she doesn't speak any French and has never been to Paris in her life. I honestly really resonate with the main character. I feel like she literally has the life path that I'm currently on, which is kind of weird, but so freaking cool. But basically, you follow her along her year living in Paris with her new job, new language, new relationships. Plus, there's like sexy French accents the whole show. Like, I love a good French accent. I don't know what it is, but I feel like it's absolutely incredible. So as you watch the show, it's really like seeing France for the first time through her eyes, which I think makes it super special and makes the show that much more exciting, especially for someone who, like me, has never actually been to Paris. So after binge watching literally the entire first season in a day, I thought, why not relive my trip to Colorado with you and do a Sicily in Colorado episode? So if you don't follow me on Instagram, I just spent a week in Colorado for the first time. And after watching Emily in Paris, it really helped me decide to actually do this episode. So today I'm going to be talking all about what it's like traveling in the pandemic, my road trip essentials, my top Airbnb tips, and the best places to visit in Colorado. So whether you're planning a road trip, vacation, or you're just curious about Colorado, this episode is perfect for you. So without further ado, let's just dive right in. So first things first, we need to talk about the elephant in the room, traveling in the pandemic. Some of you may be cringing and some of you may be okay with it. But personally, I think as long as you're smart and safe about where you're going, who you're interacting with, and how you're getting to your destination, it can be done safely. But I mean, of course, there is always a risk. You have to weigh the pros and cons, especially especially if you're someone who's immunocompromised. But neither me or my boyfriend are immunocompromised, and we did everything that we could to ensure the safety of ourselves and those around us. And we did it by wearing a mask every single time we stepped outside of the car on the drive up or anytime we were outside of our Airbnb in Colorado. The only time that we didn't have them on our faces was when we were doing like a socially distant hike where there was no one else around or we were sitting and eating at a restaurant, which we didn't do every single day. Again, like I said, we did a lot of outdoor socially distant activities where we were not around anyone else but just us two. And we also stayed in our own Airbnb where we wouldn't have to worry about other people being so close like you would in a hotel. And we also had a contactless check-in and check-out. And in a lot of Airbnbs, they do this, which is amazing for times like this. And we also had a kitchen in our Airbnb, which means we were able to cook a lot of our meals and avoid going to too many restaurants, which saved us a lot of money and also allowed us to practice social distancing and, you know, be smart about the times we're living in right now. 
So like I said, we decided to drive up instead of flying, mainly because it was super, super affordable. I have great gas mileage in my car. I have a 2019 Jetta and I get like 40 miles to the gallon almost. And my tank is like, what, I think 12 gallons. I think I get almost 500 miles per tank and it cost me about $20 to fill up each time. So we saved a lot of money by doing that. It was really, really affordable. And also my boyfriend and I did feel a lot more comfortable driving than flying because we were able to control how much contact we had with other people. And I think that makes all the difference, especially traveling during a pandemic. And also, we are way too young to rent a car. Okay, not way too young. Like, I'm 23. He's about to be 24. I think you have to be 25 to rent a car. So, we're too young to do that, obviously. And we definitely needed a car on our trip. There are not many airports that I know of close to where we were staying that would allow us to just like go there and I don't know about Ubering or whatever. Um, We were staying in Breckenridge so I don't really know how that would go there. We definitely needed a car being there. We drove around a lot all over the state and it was really beneficial for us to drive. We also are coming from Austin or we were coming from Austin because that's where we're from and it took about 16 hours round trip to Nope, that's not, that's a lie. It took 16 hours to get there, 16 hours to get back, but 16 hours all the way through to get to Colorado, which isn't horrible. And we ended up splitting it into two days, which made it a lot more bearable. But I'll get into that a little bit more later. I wanted to share my top road trip essentials before I move on. I feel like this is so important that everyone needs to know all the best stuff to have in their car, especially on a long road trip. And I feel like now during the times of being in a pandemic, if you're traveling, you're most likely traveling in the country and you also are probably going to be driving more than flying just because, again, like I said, it's a lot safer and more socially distanced. So without further ado, here are my road trip essentials. The first essential I definitely would have to say is to have a ton of snacks on hand. A few of the snacks that we got that were so good to have in the car are those Belvita blueberry like crisps cracker things. They're so freaking good. And especially if you're like super hungry in the car, they really fill you up and they taste amazing. I know they have a cinnamon flavor that's also really good, but the blueberry is definitely top tier. We also grabbed a bag of Chex Mix. This is really easy to eat, especially like while you're driving if you get hungry. It tastes delicious. There's a billion flavors. Um, We also got Nutri-Grain bars just because we really like those. We got strawberry. I think they're delicious. We got chewy bars, which are basically just granola bars. Granola bars and things like that are also really easy to eat in the car and great to have on hand. We also got Smart Sweets. I got like three different flavors to try. I think I had the Swedish Fish kind, which... I think are pretty good. They're not my favorite, but they're pretty good. They kind of just taste like fruit snacks, to be honest. I don't really get the hype about Smart Sweets, like being like a candy, because that specific like type of Smart Sweets just tastes like fruit snacks to me. Um, but we did get the sour watermelon, and those were so freaking good. I was so shocked. Those are definitely my top favorite out of the Smart Sweets. And then we also got the gummy bears and those were pretty good as well. But if I had to rank those three, I would definitely do the sour watermelon, then the Swedish fish, then the gummy bears. They're super delicious. 
And then the last thing that I got that I was actually kind of excited about was the Noon Hydration Tablets. It's N-U-U-N. And I found these at Target because I ran out of my liquid IV, but I wanted something to like keep me hydrated and really like boost that up personally because I was terrified of getting altitude sickness. I was convinced I was going to get so sick. And one of the reasons people get altitude sickness is not being properly hydrated because when you're up at an elevation as high as where we were in Colorado, you get dehydrated a lot easier. So I grabbed some of the noon hydration tablets. Um, They're packed with vitamins for everyday wellness. And you basically just take one of the tabs, you pop it in some water, it fizzes, and it tastes kind of just like juice. I got the tangerine lime flavor. It's super good. It honestly just reminded me of like a different flavor of a liquid IV, but a little bit stronger in flavor. My second road trip essential is make sure that you download music and podcasts. And I am going to repeat it again. Make sure you download music and podcasts. You are going to go through so many spots if you are driving like really far kind of across country like we did and where there's no service and you literally can't get service and it's so irritating and annoying. And I only have like 30 songs downloaded on my phone, which I swear we listened to over and over and over and it was so annoying. So make sure that you actually have downloaded music and podcasts that are on your phone that you don't need to have service for and you will thank me later. My third road trip essential is make sure that you pack a good pair of sunglasses, especially if you're in a car where your windows aren't tinted very much. Good sunglasses will be essential. It'll make sure that you can drive for long periods of time without your eyes getting tired or strained from squinting so much. My fourth essential is make sure you have a blanket and a pillow. I took a fat nap while JT drove some of the way on the way up. It also was great to have a blanket just in case the sun was too bright so we could kind of like hang it over the window while we were driving if it was like literally in our eyes. That actually helped a lot. My fifth essential is to make sure you have loads of water. JT and I actually bought a 24 pack of waters and put them in the backseat of my car on the way up and we drank them all the way up and all the way back in the car. It was amazing to have just on hand a bunch of waters. Also, it's like $3 for a pack of 24 waters and if you were to stop at a gas station every single time you were thirsty to get water, you would spend so much money. So that's a way we kind of saved a little bit of money and stayed really hydrated. And my last road trip essential is to have some sort of kind of like gaming console if you have one. I brought my Nintendo Switch and I was so glad that I did. I literally played Animal Crossing for like five hours and it was so fun. It was good because you don't need Wi-Fi to work, not to work, but to play on it. You don't need like Wi-Fi or you don't need like cellular service to play a lot of games on stuff like that. So you can actually be entertained and not have to worry about your service going out. So those are kind of my road trip essentials. Hopefully you guys liked them. I will list them down below if you're interested in looking at anything that I talked about. But anyways, like I said earlier, we did actually split our driving into two days and we drove from Austin to Amarillo the first day and we did end up staying in a hotel. We actually stayed at the Holiday Inn Express, I believe, in Amarillo. It was so clean and I did feel really safe being there. I haven't been in a hotel since like the pandemic started and everyone wore masks it was very socially distanced. Like they made sure all of the guests in the hotel had like lots of space in between who was staying in what rooms. And the rooms were really, really clean. 
everyone kind of just like kept their distance even in the elevators like you could only travel with your party so they weren't overpacked we actually did eat breakfast too at the hotel and i did have a really great experience with that right now they kind of have it set up where you walk up and there's like tables kind of in front of where all the food would normally be kind in the mornings you know at like hotels and they actually had people with gloves aprons masks serving the food so no one was touching it or cross-contaminating it or breathing on it which made me feel a lot better most of what they did have also was packaged so it wasn't like being pre-made and people like breathing in it or like I don't know they did a really good job in making sure that everyone felt safe and I did feel pretty comfortable in that hotel and then from Amarillo we drove to Breckenridge the second day so each day was about eight to nine hours that's with stopping to like go pee and to eat something and we did that on the way up and the way back it actually worked out really well I didn't feel like we were driving too much every day and I'm not gonna lie like JT drove a ton of that especially on the way back I was having major back and neck issues especially with being in the car that long that I was getting like really bad headaches and then my vision gets blurry and it's hard to drive and then I get anxiety it's like a whole thing so I'm really appreciative to him for driving so much but again each day wasn't too long and it was totally worth it so as we were driving through Texas, the scenery is kind of like, blech. it's not that exciting to be honest. It's a lot prettier once you get more towards like Amarillo and the hill country. But in my opinion, it's not that special. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I live here and I'm from here. But once we got to Colorado, like, wow, it was so incredible. There was huge mountains and red rocks and yellow and red and orange trees. It was like legit fall and I was actually in heaven. So we don't really get that where I'm from in Austin. Like basically it's green and it's kind of like summer. And then all of a sudden everything dies because it's so hot and that's about it. So it's just like green and then dead. We don't really get like a bunch of seasons it's hot or cold there's no like in between so it was so nice to actually experience like a real fall and we also saw a ton of wildlife while we were driving which i thought was so cool we saw buffalo which i had never seen before and a ton of deer they're so cute and fluffy and i, I just want to pet them so bad i think we did pass some like nature reserves or maybe there was like people who owned the buffalo but it was so cool and i again had never seen them before so it was a really awesome experience so I kind of mentioned this earlier, but we decided to stay in Breckenridge, Colorado, which I had actually heard from one of my previous roommates. Shout out to Riley. If you're listening to this, it was a blast. I was so happy we picked to go to Breckenridge. It's a ski town at the base of the Rocky Mountains 10 mile range. So there are tons of shops. There's art galleries. There's restaurants. It is such a great place to go and visit in Colorado. It is so incredibly beautiful and they actually have 300 days of sunshine a year. So the weather is literally almost perfect all year round, which I love. The altitude is pretty high though. The town sits at about 9,600 feet above sea level and then the ski resort summit elevation gets to almost about 13,000 feet, which is so high. 
So to put that into perspective, Austin is about from like 425 feet above sea level to a thousand feet. So we are living a lot lower than where we were in Colorado. And I touched on this earlier, but I was terrified of getting altitude sickness. Like I researched it for like two to three weeks before we went on this vacation. And I was so scared that I was going to get sick. And basically what happens when you get altitude sickness is your body can't handle like the thin air. And I think there's a lot more pressure when you're up that high and a lot of people do get really sick i think it's like 20 percent of people okay maybe maybe it's a little more i know it's more than 20 it's 20 percent or more i can't remember exactly they actually do get sick when they go from you know being so low to being so high above sea level that drastically and i know that my dad had had issues with it before so i was like terrified that i was gonna get sick but i didn't newsflash I like I didn't (laughs) shocking I know I was terrified about something that literally wasn't gonna happen but that is me having anxiety I feel like if you have anxiety just about like everything in life just in general you get it but Breckenridge is somewhere that I've always wanted to go I think it's a great destination for vacation year-round because like the warmest it gets is like 75 80 degrees in the day and then in summer I feel like at night it's around 50 degrees but when we went since it's fall it was quite a bit cooler it averaged about like 60 to 65 degrees during the day and then 30 to 40 at night it was really really chilly but it was so nice to experience fall weather like I I can't stress that enough it was amazing it for reference again right now in Austin I think it's almost 90 degrees yeah it's 86 degrees right now so it was a really nice break from the heat but we got to Breckenridge on a Saturday evening and we checked into our Airbnb our specific unit had contactless check-in and check-out which was a huge plus especially when we booked it I that was something that I was really looking for. And since we were staying more than three nights in this Airbnb, we actually got a discounted rate. So we only paid about $85 a night for the entire furnished condo with a private garage. And I know a lot of Airbnb hosts will do this. If you stay longer than like three or four days, they'll give you a little bit of a discount because in the end, they're going to make more money anyways. So that is just a tip. Plus, we literally got this entire condo for less than a teeny tiny little hotel would have been, especially in a place like Breckenridge. Breckenridge is an expensive place to visit. So this was literally a steal. I think with taxes and cleaning fees, it ended up costing us about $6.50, I believe, for five nights and six days, which is actually, it's so incredible. And I can't believe we got it that cheap. But another pro tip is The fall, for some reason, is way cheaper to travel to Colorado. Not a lot of people are, especially if you're going to a town like Breckenridge that is a big ski town. There is a lot of other things to do, though, which is why it's good to travel like all year round. But a lot of people travel in the wintertime when they can go and ski. So that's just a little tip for you. So like I said, when we got there, it was Saturday. After we checked in, we went to the grocery store. There is a small grocery store in Breckenridge called City Market. Everything is pretty overpriced, I'm not going to lie, but we were able to get groceries for like the whole entire time we were there. And we cooked a lot of our meals while we were there to save money and also just to 
you know, practice social distancing. So that night after we went grocery shopping, we just cooked dinner and had a cozy night in. You're really supposed to take it easy your first 24 to 48 hours with elevation that high because it helps avoid altitude sickness. And like I said before, I had anxiety about it the entire time. So I was like super anal to JT about like, I have to relax. I'm nervous. I'm going to throw up or get sick or like have to go to the hospital because for some reason stuff like that always happens to me, but I didn't get sick. Like I said earlier, I was totally fine. I did have quite a big headache though when we got there and I wasn't sure if it was just from being in the car all day or if it was because there was just so much pressure in the air being up that high in elevation. So I don't know. I was super hydrated though because I was paranoid about it. So I think that that in the long run is why I didn't get altitude sickness. So the next day was Sunday. We slept in, which was a big win, especially after driving for two days. And we made a really good breakfast. And then we walked around Breckenridge in the afternoon. We went inside shops and we also had lunch at such an incredible plant-based restaurant called Piante Pizza. A little fun fact is that Piante, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but that's how I'm going to pronounce it. Piante actually means veggie or like plant or something like that, or vegetable in Italian, which is cool. But when we went there, we got the white specialty pizza, which had an olive oil crust, plant-based mozzarella blend, garlic, and shiitake mushroom bacon with a little bit of arugula sprinkled on top. It was so delicious. We also got a glass of rosé, which was the perfect complement. This restaurant was also so good about allergies. I have a lot of food allergies, a lot of allergies to fruit and also to tree nuts. So we just told them that I had an allergy to tree nuts and to cashews and they made sure to write it down. So when the chef was cooking and everyone was handling the food that they knew that I had a bad allergy and that was just the best experience. I had it at a restaurant when they were actually like attentive to just being super careful about food allergies because for some people they can be like life threatening. And that made me feel so good because I actually have had issues where I've gone to a restaurant and either it wasn't on their menu or something got cross-contaminated in the kitchen where I had an allergic reaction. But after we had pizza and wine, we just relaxed in our condo the rest of the day. Honestly, I was so tired just from being out and like walking around for a few hours. I think the high altitude means that there's going to have thin air. So you really need to make sure that you're staying hydrated and you're allowing your body to get used to it. If you have 24 to 48 hours to spare, like if you have a longer trip, definitely take the time to get your body used to it. Especially if you are someone who not like lives in a place that is has a really low altitude like I do in Austin. So Monday was our first outing day. We actually decided to drive to Glenwood Springs, Colorado, which is an such a beautiful town. It is absolutely incredible. It looked like something right out of a postcard. There were so many colorful trees and the houses were adorable and the town was just so freaking cute. It definitely was a little bit more suburban-like than Breckenridge, but it's about an hour and 45 minutes away and it was such a gorgeous drive. We actually drove through Vail to get there. So the scenery was just incredible. We were driving mountainside next to the river the entire time. It went by so quickly. It didn't even feel like we were in the car that long. The first thing that we did when we got to Glenwood Springs was we hiked Atkinson Canal Trail. It's a shorter hike. It was about three miles, a little bit less, I think, round trip. And the whole thing is paved and it's so beautiful. You walk through mountains and all these houses are kind of around you and there's a really pretty river. It was stunning. 
And it's a great introductory hike for those who don't hike very often or maybe aren't in the best shape because it's not like super uphill or anything. And there's tons of spots to sit down and like look at the scenery and spots for a picnic. And there's also so many good photo ops over on that trail. It was amazing. I had such a great time. It was a fantastic kind of last minute hike that my boyfriend picked out and it was one of my favorites I've ever been on. So after we were done hiking, we had lunch just like in the car. We packed a lunch and then we drove on over about 10 minutes to Iron Mountain Hot Springs. So this hot springs is relatively new and I think it was only about $25 a person for two and a half hours of soaking time. And if you don't know what like a hot springs is, basically it's geothermal natural mineral pools that are like naturally warm. It's so cool. So Iron Mountain has 16 different pools and it overlooks the Colorado River. So it was so beautiful. It was so stunning. It was like you were sitting in the river, but you're warm and then everything's chilly around you. I can't even imagine how it would be if it was actually snowy. It would just look like such a beautiful winter wonderland, but I had such a good time. Each pool at Iron Mountain is a different shape and it's a different temperature. So they range from about 98 degrees to 108 degrees Fahrenheit, which the hottest one was so freaking hot. I could barely sit in it. I think the one that me and JT spent the most time in was about 104 degrees Fahrenheit, 105. It was like perfect where it was like pretty warm, but not burning your skin. And Iron Mountain is also only it's like the only hot springs in the area, I believe, where you can also drink if you're over 21. So I enjoyed a nice wine while I was soaking in the hot springs. It was so awesome. So worth the money. Definitely check out that hot springs if you are in the area, if you're going to Colorado, if you know you just want to make a trip over there. Honestly, I would do it just for that. It was incredible. So after that, we just went to Chili's. Um, that's not that exciting, but we just went to Chili's and then we drove back and relaxed for the rest of the night at our condo. So Tuesday, we originally were supposed to go on another hike, but we just wanted to be lazy when we woke up. I think we were just tired from spending so much time hiking and then in the pools the day before. So we decided to actually have a relaxing day in Breckenridge yet again. We took it easy. We slept in. We walked around Breckenridge again and went into the shops. I actually got a magnet for my mom and I also got two t-shirts because I am that touristy. I don't even care. We also got handmade artesian chocolates from Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory and I got the pumpkin cheesecake truffle. I also got the red velvet truffle and then I believe we got like a brown sugar and butter like chocolate. It was so freaking good. Like one of the best chocolates I've ever had. Obviously, it's a chocolate factory. They specialize in making handmade chocolates, but it was so good and definitely worth going to if you're going to ever visit Breckenridge. So then we just made dinner at our Airbnb. So we would kind of, you know, be by ourselves, save a little bit of money. And also, I just, I don't know about you, but I need a break from going out to eat, especially when I'm on a trip. Sometimes I get so sick of it because I feel like when you go out to eat, like it tastes a specific way. And then when you cook something at home, it tastes like a lot different. And I just wanted like a home cooked meal, which I was so glad we stayed in an Airbnb and we were able to cook. That was one of the best things about you know, our trip and staying in Airbnb is just being able to cook. And after that, we actually went wine tasting at the Continental Divide Winery. It was really nice in the evening. We sat outside. Everything was socially distanced. We got wine flights, which was awesome. I got the red and white mixed flight and JT got just the white. 
all of the wine was pretty made pretty much in Colorado except for just a few on the menu and each flight was only 20 bucks it was so freaking good too so that was definitely worth the money I love a good wine tasting it was also good for a change to actually taste like good quality really like just really good quality good wine apart from like the $10 bottles that I usually buy from like Target or something. So it was really, really good. And I'm glad that we went there. There's a few different like distilleries and wineries in Breckenridge, but I had a good time. So if you are visiting, we went to the Continental Divide Winery. And after we drank wine, we just watched Bridesmaids and then we went to bed. So Wednesday was our last full day in Colorado. So we woke up, we were going to go on a hike, and but first we went and got coffee at the Coffee Depot. They have incredible strong coffee. It's a Russian roast and their breakfast sandwiches are next level, like handmade deliciousness. Like I've never had a breakfast sandwich from like a coffee shop that was that good. And after that, we drove to Colorado Springs, which is about an hour and a half from Breckenridge. So where we stayed was so perfect because we were in the center of everything that we wanted to do. So we were able to drive to Colorado Springs and we were able to drive to Glenwood Springs and it not be too far from either, but also enjoy where we were staying. So we went to Colorado Springs to visit the Garden of the Gods, which if you don't know what it is, it's 1,300 acres of sandstone formations with huge red rocks. It's literally so beautiful. We hiked for about three miles, but there's a lot more trails if you wanted to hike longer. And you can also rock climb there, like if you're into that. And I think you have to be certified or something, but you can rock climb there, which is really cool. And we saw a lot of people doing that. But the Garden of the Gods is actually a natural landmark and it's nestled at the foot of Pikes Peak. It's a public park and it's 100% free, which is another plus. Colorado was so affordable in that sense where so many things that we did were either free or only like $10 or 20 bucks, which is so cheap for doing like attractions or, you know, stuff like that. And we spent the majority of our morning there. It was a lot warmer in Colorado Springs than it was in Breckenridge or Glenwood Springs. It was about like 85 to 90 degrees there. It was really freaking hot. And I don't know if it's just because we were like by those red rocks. I think it just really attracted a lot of heat. So it was pretty hot. I'm not going to lie, but it was definitely worth going. This was the most beautiful hike, the most beautiful scenery I have ever seen, literally out of Everywhere we went in Colorado, this was the most beautiful. So if you are going to Colorado, you need to make it a point to visit the Garden of the Gods. And I do know that Garden of the Gods is rated one of the best parks in the nation. So you definitely need to make it a point to visit it if you go to Colorado. Like I said before, it's 100% free and the views are absolutely priceless. So since we did drive about an hour and a half to go to Colorado Springs, we decided to make a day of it. So we went and visited the Manitou Cliff Dwellings, which was like five minutes from the Garden of the Gods. And the Manitou Cliff Dwellings are actually, it's architecture from the ancient and I think it's Anazazi Native American culture. So at this location, there's two different museums featuring tons of cultural displays all overlooking the historic town of Manitou Springs. It is insanely beautiful. And I feel like it's so wild that something like that exists because basically like it showed, I don't know how to explain this. So 
there are these cliff dwellings. They're like houses slash apartments that the this Native American culture created. And they literally use their hands and the tools that they made to bring these huge slabs of rock up into a section where they made like actual houses into the mountains. It is crazy. There were so many rooms. There are multiple stories and they are just beautifully crafted with tons of like Native American writings and art inside of them. It was it was something I've never seen before. And again, it's so wild to me that something like that exists and people lived in the mountains in these incredible formations. It was an incredible experience and it was only $12 a person. So it's super affordable if you are going on a trip to Colorado Springs. I think it's a great thing to go and learn. It's a great thing to learn about other people's cultures and just see how other cultures lived and the history of those who are native to the United States. So after that, we just drove home and we ordered Piante pizza again. We literally got the exact same thing we did the first time because it was so freaking good. And we just relaxed, which it was it was a really great last day in Colorado. So Thursday was Chaco Day. We woke up, we got coffee at the Coffee Depot, and then we just checked out of our Airbnb. One thing I will say is when you book an Airbnb, make sure you check the listing for instructions for checkout and check-in. They're usually really, really hyper-specific. And a big tip for you, if you are going to be booking an Airbnb, make sure to leave them super clean so you don't have any extra charges. And it also helps make it easy for the host to prepare it for the next person. And if you do this, they will give you a great review, which also will help you get approved faster for future bookings. So once we checked out, we started our drive back to Amarillo and the drive back felt way longer. Again, I think I mentioned this earlier. I was having so many neck and back issues. It was awful, but bless JT for driving. He really, really helped out. I like drove like one hour the whole way back from Colorado just because I just felt like crap. So he is literally a godsend for helping, helping me out. So the total cost of our trip per person was about $1,000, and I'm rounding that up a little bit, but our whole entire trip was super affordable. It definitely could have been cheaper if we wanted it to, and there are lots of ways to get costs down, like just not going out. If you have an Airbnb, you can cook all of your meals, and also we did spend like a crap load of money going to the winery. Like we bought flights, and then we got extra stuff, so I spent so much money doing that. But it was an absolutely amazing first trip to Colorado. And I really think it was 100% worth the money. You know, this for me was kind of like a graduation trip. I graduated from college this year and I know myself, like many other people, like we didn't get to do like graduation parties or, you know, go on extravagant, extravagant graduation trips. Like I really wanted to go out of the country for the first time for graduation. And that's not something that can happen right now. So for me, it was an amazing experience. It was such a good it was such a good way to get out of the house and to enjoy something and to feel like we weren't just stuck inside and stuck in a pandemic, even with having to wear a mask when we went places and stuff like that and being more socially distanced. Like it felt almost like life was a little bit more normal again. And I think that especially right now, we all need a little taste of that every now and then. So that is it for today's episode on my trip to Colorado. I hope you guys enjoyed listening. And if you are going to Colorado or wanting to plan a trip in the future, hopefully this podcast helped you decide where to go and what to do. 
So make sure to subscribe to Fake It Till You Make It. A new episode goes live every single Monday. Also, please rate and review the podcast. That would be absolutely fantastic. I would really, really appreciate it. And links to all of my social media are down below. Make sure you go follow myself and the at Fake It Pod Instagram to stay up to date on all things podcast. But I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And always remember that no matter what, you just have to fake it till you make it. Bye, guys.